we're going to jump right into it. Welcome to another episode of the Bladeology podcast. Um, we're here with uh, a couple different people today. We're going to we're going to talk to Julian Klein um, about his awesome valley songs, knives, and other goodness and lessons from life. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Burbank from PVK Vegas. Nick Chuprin of NCC Knives. And Elijah Isham from Isham Bladeworks. And Julian Klein of JK Design. Awesome. All right. So uh, we're crunching down. It's uh, getting close to Blade. So generally everybody's uh, working on a bunch of stuff. Let's uh, let's go around real quick and get a catch up. Um, Elijah, what are you uh, what are you working on for for Blade? Uh, working on something a little secret. Not going to be really for Blade, but been doing a lot of CAD work on the Celestial. It's the uh, next Odyssey line. Odyssey series design, so that's been taking up most of my CAD work time lately, just working on that one design because it's a weird construction so it's going to take a lot of <clears throat> like R&D and engineering to get right so sadly that won't be at Blade Show but that's been what I've been working on for the past couple weeks it's like a uh, it's actually going to be pretty big, it's like a four and a half inch kind of recurve harpoon but it's weird. The construction on it's gonna be strange. So, a recurve harpoon. Yeah. Huh. All right. Forward to seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. Probably uh, put some sneak peeks on Instagram, maybe? Question mark. Question oh yeah. Mark. Yeah. There's already been one, but that was early in the going. Oh okay. I'll have some so awesome teasers up pretty soon. Still more to develop. Oh yeah. This thing is gonna <laughs> take a while. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick, what about you? What what's uh, what's cracking over there? Naps. Naps. You don't say. <laughs> no, um, for Blade Show, some fancy knives, uh, some battle songs, and small two inch folders. That's about it, I guess. It's what I'm working on essentially now, plus the battle song. Okay. Right, right now, as we speak, I am working on some uh, MK1 RCs and imps. And then hopefully in about two weeks I'll be on the battle songs, and um, probably for Blade Show I'll have to make some blades, I guess, because Rob Carter will be back here right after Blade, so I got to make some blades for that for that collab. The captain. All right, that's that sounds good. I'm I'm liking that. Some some more collabs in the pipe, and some and some battle songs to be seen. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, up, with you Julian? What you doing? Uh, well. Yeah, I have a lot going on right now. Um, it just so happened that a lot of things uh, got put on the put on the shelf right around Blade Show. So, kind of worried about it, but just trying to muscle through it. And I ran my machine till like three a.m. last night, and like just trying to get ahead of it. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna do. Are you guys familiar with Brian Efros? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have like a little fixed blade collab I'm doing with him that we're gonna um, take a little batch to blade. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we cool. have this this booth. Uh, we got like a mega booth with a few other guys like Nick Swan, Ryan Schwartz, and um, crap. Yeah, I wanted to do that, but the, like there's some weird rules about it. They don't really let it, but then they do let it. It's I didn't have anything to do with it. I just got in at the right time. Like these guys do it every year, I guess. So that's the way to do it. 
Just sneak in there, get it done. Yeah, yeah. Make a booth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, make yeah. Make make exactly. a table, so yeah. <laughs> not quite a booth, but not quite a table. And yep. then sublet those tables off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like guys that are like, Oh yeah, I'll come by and throw something on the table. I'm like, Yeah, sure, why not? It's a thirty percent fee. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a co op table. So, you know, the house keeps a certain percent and then, you know, divvy up the sales, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, man. Like just collaborating with people and having a good time. I don't know. Just yeah, we're really trying to crank out a bunch of knives since we're gonna have the big booth and there's the Bally comp, so I'm trying to get a fair amount of this new Bally over there that that I'm working on. So should be good. Should be a lot of fun. That's out that sounds like a blast. Now is this um what what blade show is this for you? How how many years have you been? I've never been to the the Georgia one. Only I just did the Wow, okay. My first show is the Blade West, just uh, oh, the recent one. So, yeah. be prepared for a lot of knives. Yeah, it's gonna get crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. Like everybody asks me, like, "Oh, what can you expect from Blade Show?" Well, one word: o- overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm gonna try to take it easy on the first day and try to not drink too much or anything like that. There you that's go. What that's what you that's, say that's, now. Yeah. That's that's what you're gonna say on Thursday. Inevitability. <laughs> I only go to the show still after eight years just because of Thursday, like the day before the show. Yeah, yeah, damn. It's gonna be rough, but uh, it should be fun. No, it'll yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be totally worth it. Um, oh, so yeah. let's 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 break into it. Uh, let's uh, let's start from the beginning. Tell tell us tell us your story. Where did you uh, where where did you start, and and how did we get to where you are now? Well. Uh, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I was always into building stuff, you know, um, I kind of, like, I entered a science fair, and I just built something instead of doing anything science, scientific, <laughs> I just made this big old, like, sculpture thing, um, so, you know? yeah, 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 That's so just, like, <laughs> always, always been into building crap, and then I... I got myself into school at SF State um, in a in a industrial design program they had, and wow. so I learned like some of the CAD stuff. Uh, we were working SolidWorks at that time, um, and now you know SolidWorks is kind of not the main go-to anymore. So I learned all that, and so I'm trying to learn the newer programs and making it work. Um, but yeah, so I went to school, learned a lot of stuff about like design process and product design and that type of stuff. Um, and it was like somewhat boring. So I started just making little little bottle openers. You know, Jeremiah, like the King's Fists and the, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know, getting water jet parts cut out and stuff. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. I met a lot of people and sort of, you know, made the Instagram thing start happening. Um, and so yeah, going to going to Blade West was really cool. Just finally meeting all those people that you know have sort of supported me, or some of the people, you know, people that have supported me to get to this next step. So that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, no, for sure. It's like uh, knife shows are a very, very integral part of our, uh, I hesitate to say it, but our, our culture or our industry in, in the knife world. It's very, very good to get out to shows and, and put a face with a name and uh, and see people hold your stuff, you know, like gra- grab the stuff that you made and, and, and mess with it and give you feedback. Yeah, um, yeah definitely, definitely. So, yeah, um, more history, I guess. So how did how'd you, you buy your... How'd you... How did yeah, you decide exactly. to buy a house? Because you, you go from more to parts and eventually. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone so, has a story when they went to from nothing to a house or whatever. Right, right. So, yeah, that's get me back on track. Um, yeah, so I was doing the water jet stuff. I had this guy in, uh, where was it? Uh, Alameda that I would go across the bay like once a week and just have him making, make me all this stuff. And it was just crazy. I was like, commuting across the bay bridge and just i don't know i I remember i spent like 20 grand in a year on water jet crap oh wow so i was like this is not you know it's not that smart this guy's taking all my money so i i think this guy was raping you on pricing and i I do a good amount of water jetting and that's not even my bill yeah yeah it was crazy so and then that was the thought in my mind too is this guy like you know jerking me around so but I don't know. I feel like he was kind of on point because uh, earlier in the story, I I started going to tech shop. You guys know about tech shop? It's like a it's like a makerspace, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I started. I learned how to use the water jet there, and then it just mm. became like I crashed it a couple times, and it just <laughs> it became just too expensive, and uh, I don't know. I didn't really want to mess with it, so I started outsourcing that stuff, but. Um, yeah, so that led me to like, yo, you need to save and buy a machine. So that's what I did. Um, nice. So now, did the did the bottle openers? Did that sort of you saved up from that, or are you just sort of you're saving, you're working part time at this point, and doing um, and doing everything EDC on the side? Yeah, um, I I didn't have a job. I never really had a job. Um, I worked like a couple of crappy jobs when I was younger, but I was more into like buying and selling cars and stuff like that. So um, then I got into the bottle opener as well in college. And that's where I just started. I just started pumping those out and saving and saving. And that's how I saved for the machine. Nice. So it was, yeah, really happy I could make it work. Um, yeah, all the people are to thank, really, all the customers that supported the little bottle opener thing. So, it's um f- for those of you who are not familiar with um with this bottle opener, go go take a look. It's actually it's it's a really neat uh, it's a really neat piece. It has like sort of like a a core chassis with two plates that go over the top, so it allows for multiple different materials to be used and a lot of different styles. It's it's really it's the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, that's pretty innovative. I dig it. It's very cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, and then what yeah. machine did you end up getting? I just got a mini mill from Haas, just their basic one, um, you know, 10 tool changer. and. That's exactly what I run. I, I later got the most basic mini mill. Yeah. I, yeah. I really want a, a VF2 right now. The, the, the 10 tools are killing me now. Like, I, want, I, want, I, have a really, I have a specific setup in mind right now, but I need 16 tools to do it and like four more inches in my Y. Oh my god, yeah, it's horrible, right? And like, 
I don't know. All now that I know how to machine, it's like you need to do all the finishing passes and all that stuff. So it just doubles your tool count. And... Well, there's that. Yeah, you gotta improvise. Like all my fixtures are steps, so like I'm using like the 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 all like on my like most of my tools, I'm using the entire length of the end mill. So I'm like the, the, the bottom part is for roughing it, and then I'll step down the thickness of the part and then finish it with that part. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works, but then it doesn't work for like pockets, obviously, because you're still yeah, using that. You can use front, right. at least for profiles, it works. If you step yeah, your fixtures. Yeah, but, I'm doing this channel, like a channel ballet song, and um, it's like I need to take like multiple passes to get down into the channel. It's kind of rough, but yeah, you know, yeah. Elijah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was just we gotta, we gotta get I, I into that at some that, point. <laughs> Before we get into that, I was just gonna say, Elijah, like all the designs that you make, yeah. the, sh the stuff that we is doing, or any of those people, or any of those companies, it's like, it's amazing the machining they can do. Like, can't. It's pretty incredible uh, what they're capable of. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. They have good engineers. I, tell, I always tell Elijah, I'm like, if, if the Chinese people weren't around, the American companies would not want to tackle this. <laughs> no, would not, because it, like, there's no way they can make money. But, yeah, I don't know how they're making any money. It's crazy. It's like, jeez. Yeah. Just nailing yes. it. So, uh, talk about some battle songs. When did you start getting into, like, heavy into battle songs? Uh... Yeah, I made I made my first one like a year and a half ago now, I think, about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I used to be like a, a pretty hardcore skateboarder. Um, Same here, yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I had like some sponsors and stuff, and like I ended oh, wow. up breaking my body and screwing up my feet, so. Elijah's like, not same here. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I never... I got out of it before I could break anything. So I was talking about the sponsors, but okay. You're probably the smart one of us. Yeah. I skateboarded for like six months and I broke some things off. <laughs> really? So that just comes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah, I never got sponsors. So. Yeah, but either way, like I got out of that and sort of I needed something like trick oriented, you know? So yeah. the ballet songs kind of took that spot. Um, so yeah, it's been cool. Uh, yeah, I love making them. They're, I guess there's less ballet song makers than there's folder makers, so. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure. Yep. Uh, you know, Way the less. Market, market's kind of nice, and, um, yeah, it's been good. Been loving, loving the community. It, you know, the ballet song community is, like, uh, made up of younger, sort of a younger group, um, so sometimes it gets a little frustrating, but. Overall, it's been good. Yeah, it's been my experience with it. Was uh, the the community is very different. Dealing with a lot of younger clients, yeah. and then it gets me. It makes me feel like I'm making toys because I'm dealing with the younger clients, and they uh, look at things a lot differently. Yeah, you see, and I haven't really dealt with the folder crowd that much yet, and I do notice it's, it's, that it's way easier. It's older people, they're more professional. They're more easygoing. Yeah, yeah. Like I have more Custom issues with folder, clients selling a hundred dollar sure. product opposed to a thousand dollar product. Like a thousand dollar product, the clients are like very laid back and easy. Uh, they'll wait, and then like a hundred dollar product, like a, a client would like if it's a day late or something like that, like they lose their mind. Oh right, right, right. Because yeah. they look at yeah, when you sell a hundred dollar product, they look at you like you're a company, 
and, you're, and there's workers and there's people behind yeah. the name. Right. When you look at like a thousand dollar product, it's a bespoke product. Like this, this one man is making this thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, people's That's mentality right. and like the so-called budget-oriented production knives is like completely different than something like yeah, like a thousand dollar custom. And then yeah, the Balson crowd is like completely different from that. Yeah, yeah, it's really a trip. Yeah, it slightly discouraged me actually from making battle songs for that exact reason. But then I decided, hopefully, if I stick to just custom battle songs and my custom pricing and not go production wise with it, uh, I could avoid some of that. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not that. I'm not sure. I, I just feel like no have matter to what, keep pestering uh, you for it, like all the time. Yeah. I got or it. I'll just get. Or I'll just give it all to Jeremiah and have him deal with them. That's <laughs> fine. Here you go. Jeremiah's <laughs> buying them up, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm game, dude. He's like the only guy there. I had two years of Jeremiah Pester and me to make battle songs. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then, like, eventually I just caved in. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. I you think finally I... got me to design one, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah, you're going to buy some some of the, the Gigas. Gigas. I don't know how you really pronounce it, but. You're pretty pressuring you to buy stuff on air so you can't back out of it later. <laughs> no. I'm... The guy already <laughs> told <strategy>. me. <laughs> The guy told me that you were gonna grab some, and I'm like machining these for him. So it's yeah, pretty- no, that that I talked to that guy for a bit on on IG. I was like, whoa, this is super neat. Somehow it like just flew over my radar for a second, and then I caught it, and I was like, oh wait, like I know where these are coming from. I know what's going, and like it took me a second, but yeah, yeah no, those those look awesome. They're very uh, they're very different. They're cool. Yeah, they look they look different for sure. Um, they flip really good, which is I guess okay. the main thing. Gig yeah. on your page. What's a gigas? Is that is that it's, the not the monarch? Not, is that the channel? Yeah, it's not mine. It's it's a buddy's. Joseph? No, no, that that that's my buddy that I'm doing this collaboration with. Yeah, he's a real great guy. We should talk about him too. Um, but yeah, this this other guy, guy with the gigas, he's just a guy that I'm doing the job for, really. So. Yeah, like job shop work, but it, it kind of makes sense because it's in your workflow right now kind of thing. Yeah, and it helps me like learn what I'm doing. and Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing. So um, how did you now, so you, you went, you got into ballet songs, and then first you were making the sandwich, and then you're making the channel. So what was the... What was the impetus to jump into that? What You, you just decided that's, that's the next logical step when making ballet songs? Or you wanted the challenge? Um... Well, yeah, I guess I started learning about these 3D tool paths and things. So, like, we can get into the the whole pins list. Thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pins. Let's let's, let's <laughs> pins. We'll list get list. there. We'll get there. Okay. Pinless. Let's just say pinless, just so that everybody knows it's pinless. Like, <laughs> normal. yeah, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't understand the test either for plurality <laughs> reasons. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's rough for the goddamn English language. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, so, yeah, that whole thing was funny, but, um, I forgot where I was going, but yeah, the Monarch, it's like, it's... You learn 3D toolpaths. I learn 3D toolpaths, and I can sort of figure out how to do, um, like, with the pinless thing, there's blade stops that are milled into the inside of the channel, so Mm -hmm. I was able to sort of emulate the curve of the blade, and figure that out so not only did i know how to do it but um 
it's kind of the new thing, you know, the channel ballad song. It's like built to just be flipped and dropped and thrown across the street and then just flip some more. And um, so, yeah, I got I have a buddy who has been a collector for years. That's the Joseph Hansen that you mentioned on my Instagram. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sorry, I got got someone coming in. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, Don't worry, we I'm just recording this podcast, so I'll just like <laughs> All right, thanks. Um, so yeah, so he he was a collector and we became friends. I moved to Colorado and he was living here, so we started hanging out and he knows he flips really well and he knows a lot about the history of you know the modern history of the ballet song so um yeah we just have a good time together and i i figured you know let's like let's make a collaboration and we can design it together to flip really well to you know take a huge beating um to look cool you know, I always, I've always been into like aesthetics and stuff. So, just trying to mesh his ideas with mine and me learning the machine all at the same time. So it kind of became this really cool jumble of stuff. And yeah, we got the monarch out of it, and people are going crazy about the monarch. So the bleachers is, is on the that channel thing is one, right? wicked. Yeah, that's yeah. the channel one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, the blade chip on that is like unlike any other ballet, really. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about the pinlisting for like a moment. Like, the problem is, no, look, the, the ballet. Let him, okay, hold on. What? First of all, so we have sandwich construction, we have channel construction, and we have pinless, which is essentially channel construction. Uh, With no pins. But, but, right, but it has no pins. So. There was you got you got to lead up into the in the pinless issue. So Nick, you got you got to give people a reference uh, of where that came from. <laughs> we mentioned it. You're not I wasn't going to talk about the issue. I was going to talk about the concept itself. Okay. Where it's like oh, okay. coming as a knife right, maker yeah. from it. I'm like, All right. if you just look at like an integral folder, that's how they built them. Is it just you use the st- it's there, so you use that as a stop. Right. Like it wasn't when the guy made it. He's like, this is a whole revolutionary thing, and like it's not. It's a standard practice in the industry when you make a knife out of a channel. Yeah, you know, there was one from 1920 that was made by, you know, K-Bar, so, and there's some old ones from Germany and France that are, that's yeah. been around for a while. He, he, he's yeah. trying to coin names for everything he thinks he came up with. Like, he had three other names for, like, weird things, and I'm like, <laughs> like, you didn't even make any of this. Don't, who, who, don't are who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Are we supposed let's to mention not even, that? Let's not even go there. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, no, no free ad spots. Um, <laughs> Everybody knows uh, anyway. Yeah, no, it, it's just whenever you start putting like coining phrases and names, saying you covered it, and then that's one thing to do that, which is just a dickhead move. But when someone <laughs> yeah. like like Julian may, does it, and a guy message like comments on there, well, I really appreciate if you start using my hashtag when you do that. I'm like, you didn't invent anything here. Yeah, and it's right. not English. Yeah, it's not- clearly they've been around for a long time. So yeah, yeah. And I can't use improper, improper grammar. So yeah, right. That's not in my wheelhouse. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. it was not. Even, it was not even. I'm like, if you're doing this, like, it's like, but it's plural. It's like it's not plural. It's not English. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, so that was a good time, all in all. Um, a lot of memes came out of that, so just try to keep those on the down low for sure. <laughs> Anything that generates memes, you know, might, might be for the better, for the worse, but still it's funny in the end. Yeah, that's the whole goal is to <laughs> get a meme out of it. It's all about having a good time, right? Oh, yeah. So in a in a traditional, like, um, sandwich-style construction ballet song, you've got your, your tang pins, and in a, in a zen pin style, you've got the pins in the handle. So then just, just for the listeners who don't know, uh, give us a rundown of a pin list. So how does, how does that work? Yeah, so pinless. Um, so you said sandwich construction. There's like either the tang pins, which are pins in the blade, or um, zen pins, which zen pins were like a thing for a while, but they had a lot of them would show screws visible from the top of the of the handles. Um, then they sort of did the hidden zen pins, which is just you know a bore on the underside of the scales, not completely through uh the slabs so then there was the channel which had like pins in it as well so a channel with just a milled out area where you can put pins through and then um and then yeah pin lists is just building up titanium in place of the pin so um there's two stops two different stops you can you have the stop that goes on like the crown of the uh of the of the blade I, I don't know what you'd call it but like sort of the part that protrudes from the top of the handles in the closed position okay and that like flips around and um yeah that's a really vital area because it's if you don't do it right the handles will touch in in the open or closed position or in the open position they'll touch mm-hmm. together if it's not like sort of domed um Shit, maybe we shouldn't be telling the secret. <laughs> Delete all that. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I'd like to see someone trying to go design one now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not as easy as it sounds. True. Uh, give me a week. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah, I got too much other shit to do. <laughs> I bet you could do it, Nick. Oh, I've done that. I've, I've designed integrals and the integral, the integral folders I've designed uh, work in that system, too. It's just the top of the slot. You just, you just orientate it to match the, the profile of the blade open and close wow. so more, it doesn't have to be integrals but like the strider was built like that on the close position it'll it'll touch essentially what would be in the folder the backspacer hmm. uh, i guess on the, on the channel handler you're calling it the spine of the handle i'm not exactly sure yeah. what the term there yeah but on the integral when we when we refer to the integral not having pins and hitting the, the handle we refer to it as hitting the backspacer or, or what would be the backspacer is that a real thing yeah, a lot of frame law. Uh, that's what I'm saying. When he said when he did that, I'm like, that's a sh- it's, it's a pretty a standard practice in the folder industry with in the integrals. Oh, really? They'll they'll contact the same way. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not yeah. the only way you could do an you could One do an external pin. You could do a press fit pin. The nice it's way about like doing it that way is so. you don't have to worry about steel uh, and uh, affecting you when you're andizing. Like you see, Peter Rosenti, his yeah. integrals, his new ones. He has a big thumb stud, and that thumb stud is a stop, so he doesn't have titanium. Right. I mean, steel inside of his titanium to cause, like, uh, to affect anodizing. The one that I have designed, it's actually with a pin, but then the pin is capsulated and you can never get it out again. Little, some work is involved in that. Yeah, that's interesting. But, um, I no idea. Yeah, it's, it was a standard thing. In the folder industry, guys would do that too, even if it's not an integral. With the backspacer, guys that have a full-length backspacer, 
some of the stop positions might be on the backspacer. It was like a, that, it was a standard thing. So mm-hmm. when I, even before you, he he started like that guy was uh, telling talk, uh, talk to you about it when he yeah. first released it. I think Jeremiah showed us me like months prior, and I'm like, that's nothing like something interesting. You're not, you're, you're that's not, really <laughs> interesting. I had no idea. So like, I, yeah, as a folder stamp, like I've seen it done on folder, so I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, like, like that's a standard thing. Well, if you look at like any slip joint, it all comes over from that, and every slip joint's made like that with the spring bar. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly it. Uh, mm, Works the true. slip oh. joint with the weight, uh, with the spring on the slip joint. Yeah, that's true. Dang, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because you you look at you're looking at ballast songs, you're just getting to the folders, and I look it up the other way around, so I'm like, eh, it's been done. <laughs> right, right. So like all those Dalbert. In- integrals are like, are they like that, or does he put pins in his integrals? He puts a pin. Uh, from what oh. I remember right, yeah, but now I, I could be wrong, but I remember, I think I remember seeing a pin in his, unless mm-hmm. he has some models with a thumb stud. But even then, a lot of times when guys add a pin, the pin might be just for the close position, mm-hmm. but the open position is still the spine, or vice versa. Right. I think his new one, uh, he Delbor just did a new one, like a real thin uh, folder, and it's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, if you add a pin, it might be just for one, one of the positions, sometimes both, but there's many ways to do it. But they contact lots of times because, as you see, if, if a ballast could withstand the titanium being smacked against the steel, a folder definitely can. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. That's the, like, good point. So, yeah, we're getting super technical and probably pretty boring here now. <laughs> no, people, this is what people want to hear. <laughs> really? Okay, cool. Now, are you side cutting your channel or vertically? Because, like, I've done both. And side cutting is definitely the way to go. It just costs a lot of money. Like I, I have a cutter here from when I was just prototyping it, but it, it, it'll, it's pretty expensive. So I don't know how long it'll last. Like you mean like a, a disc or something that goes in there? Yeah, like I, I tried it with a slot mill, and yeah. it works great, and it's pretty fast. And you don't need to it's, you delete a setup, but uh, it is expensive. I just I I don't have any. Te- I've only done it twice, so I've been done any testing to see how long it lasts. Because it was like four hundred bucks for the cutter. Oh, Are you uh, talking about a horizontal mill, Nick? No, I'm using oh. a, something that looks like a Dremel cutoff disc, but a four-inch yeah, yeah. one, that's okay, three-sixteenths yeah. thick in my mill. Whenever you use that thing, it sounds like shit's about to go down. Like I've heard, I've <laughs> seen people do a horizontal mill uh, cut integrals, and I'm sure it worked great on ballys. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I just it's like set up for it. Yeah, I just come in with like a three-sixteenths. You know, flat end mill and just hog it out. Yeah, vertically. Yeah. I, I've done that too on on. Uh, I haven't done that on a channel ballet, but I've done that on a folder. Doing that method works. The only problem is because it's such a long length of cut. Like at some parts, you're using like an extra long three sixteenths end mill. Yeah. Because yeah. you're down there almost an inch, you start getting a shitty sidewall finish because of the vibration and deflection. All the deflection, yeah. Yeah, I guess on the channel, it's not as persistent because it's not as deep. I was just dealing with that today, actually, and so I was just trying to dial in my finishing pass. So, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's been a while since I tried the Integra. I just, I, I was just trying to see what it'll take. I did it out of aluminum. I think I cut it as a slot, but then my slot's 190. So then I like take a down a half pass on left and right to clean it up after. Oh well, yeah, so yeah. So it's not just the one cut. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It gets kind of confusing, but it's fun stuff. I mean that's the that's the beauty of uh, of doing it and changing our projects, right? Learn it, learn it as you're going. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I look at like my first Balasong model, and it's just so tough to make now. And I don't know. It's just like I learned. I've learned a ton on that. So 
So now, as a as a as a maker, are you? How do you work with orders? How do you work with customers? Do you do you take orders? Do you not take orders? You kind of build what you want. Um, I, I see you build a lot, and they're numbered. So I figure you're kind of building as you're going. But I know that you're you're moving into the folder market. Um, so are are you opening your books during Blade Show, or are you just sort of just building? I'm just building for now. I have like, um, yeah, you know, sometimes if it's if it's like like you know a, a particular time where I need some cash, I might like just sell something to someone that. I am really close to or something like that, which is, I don't know, I guess sometimes people get mad at it, but for it's the, a com- it's a common thing. At the end of the day, it's a business. You have bills to pay. Yeah. Yeah. And like some people are just so tough to deal with and some people are so easy to deal with and it's just sort of a natural thing. But for the most part I've been doing, um, I got this idea actually from the Grimsmo guys doing like the ongoing maker's choice lottery type of thing um so i just have like a sign up sheet on my website and then anytime i finish something i just pick a name from the pot uh so yeah but that's that's extra work just just make it for sale yeah yeah it's it's good though it's been working real good because i don't know i've done lotteries a couple times and People start saying like the foul play is involved. Like even auctions, I hate auctions because like my last auction, so someone deleted the top bid. Yeah, because mm-hmm. someone deleted the the top bid, and it's like oh like I started getting DMs like oh it's foul play involved. Like like what oh, are you trying like, to hype it? I was like yeah, no. Yeah, someone yeah. bid on it, and I and I and I like I have to follow up to the second bid, and the guy's like oh I saw someone bid on it. I told him you're not obligated to buy it because the first guy. But same thing mm. with lotteries. People always because it's a back end. Yeah. It looks like a back end deal. And people start yeah. like saying oh you rigged yeah. it or something. Yeah, I've not, I haven't done any too many of those like live lotteries, you know. This is sort of like an ongoing thing where there's like a pot. I have like a pot for each of these knives, and there's like a hundred people or two hundred people in the pot, and then oh, that's great. <clears throat> I just call a name out of the pot uh, on my own time, you know. I don't even show anything about it. So, yeah, that's the whole reason why it get like starts getting weird after a while with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as it works for now, you know, roll with it, and then that's the adaptation of any system. Is when you when you feel like it's not working, you know, develop develop a new system. Yeah, that's true. Yep, it's true. And you just did um, you had a, a run of T-shirts that you did, um, which I totally spaced out on and and didn't didn't get down on. But how how did that go? That that's a really neat project. Uh, sort of getting that branding out there, expanding into a even more markets. Yeah, I've been wanting to do like t-shirts and I've been wanting to do beanies for a long time because I always used to wear beanies in San Francisco and stuff. Um, And then over here in Colorado, it's even colder. So Um, I was wanting to do beanies and shirts for a long time and just couldn't figure it out, couldn't devote the time to it. So I don't know if you guys know about this snail trail screen printing guy, he's pretty popular on facebook and like the folder community and um it's like you know you just he just opens up this thing for 24 hours it's like whoever wants a shirt signs up and then uh you know he'll make them after he gets all the orders so it's kind of a cool thing and we got we got a fair amount of orders and yeah he uh 
did some sweatshirts and shirts. They're pretty nice. Oh, that, that's dope. It's always always good to see those projects uh, work out well like that, and and to see a good response from from your from your collectors and and or fans. That's that's important. Good response. Definitely. It's always good to have merch. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like something for the people that don't have a bunch of money to spend on a knife. Yeah. Still, you know, they still yeah. people still want to support. You know, they want to they want to get that logo. You know, they want to want to be a part of the action for sure. Exactly. So, um, looking so for, for yeah, yeah, blade show. So, all right, so you're building. What do you? You're building some collaboration fixed blades. You must be building some some monarchs and some ballets. And I've seen you. I've seen you dabbling in in the folders. How, how's that going? You gonna have some of those for blade show? Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I'm trying to bring 15 folders to blade show. So wow. Yeah, I'm. I That's got, a lot. I got them all cut out already and um, just need to grind blades and get creative and come up, you know, one at a time type of thing. Just make them my baby. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I just realized I didn't realize your older ones, you were hand grinding your blades because I was looking at the Monarch and that's mill bevels. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I figured out the milled bevels for the Monarch and even on my folders, I want to do some of those, but for now, it's just all hand-ground stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, if I've gotten any notoriety, a lot of it's come from, like, the hand-ground blades that I've done. But Yeah, I get what you mean. That's the same struggle I have, because I, I also grind compound tantos. And, like, I'm struggling where it's like, I have the capability of mill bevels. Yeah. It'll let me make more knives, because then I'm not, I'm not the bottleneck where I have to grind stuff. Right. And it's like I'm in the same boat. It's like I I built a name with the grinds that I do, yeah. and if, if I switch the mill bevels, essentially I'm doing a whole different thing now. Right, right, and grinding grinding's nice. You know, it's like when you get a like a nice hand ground blade done. It's just so it, it's very rewarding when you're done. Like I yeah. hate doing it. Like grinding is I, it's like one of the worst things. I I just hate going like grinding and grinding stuff. It's <laughs> like I'm grinding like 10, 12 blades at a time, and it just sucks after. But when they're done and you're looking at them, like right now, I'm I'm putting the acid, the two tone acid wash finish on some finished ground blades. You yeah. look at them, it's like very re rewarding once you're done. But it's like the shittiest job when you're actually doing it. And uh, I just hate getting covered with all the metal dust. But it's like. Only one way to get them done. <laughs> Got to get in there and get dirty. Exactly, man. Yeah, so I didn't, dirty cheese. I, I just, right. just like, like dirty shower. I, I just remodeled my shower, so I don't have anything to complain about. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. So that that was I was gonna get to that, but what was your um? I mean, I have a feeling there might have been some cost issues involved, but what was the the relocation from the Bay Area to where you are now and in Colorado, what was the just just personal? Just just made sense to expand, or that was something you always had in mind? Yeah, man, it was like all at the same time. It was like I was living at my dad's house in the Bay Area, and I was like working on the bottle openers in his garage, and he had he like retired and he started having a motorcycle collection and stuff, and so I was grinding all this stuff, and I was getting all on his motorcycles. Yeah, so I started feeling bad, and then the water jet guy was charging me so much money. So I sort of made it a goal to, um, like, buy a house and then put a machine in it and just, like, do that. 
So, nice. yeah, that's what I did. I moved to Colorado. I didn't move to, like, the coolest area or anything. I just moved out to Thornton, which is, like, north, a little bit north of Denver. Um, so there's not, you know, there's not much to do out here, but I got my own place. I got the machine. I'm, so I'm just, you know, taking advantage of what I set up for myself. Oh, that's that's legit. I, I see your post on Instagram. It looks it looks beautiful up there. I would imagine the air smells pretty clean. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> damn nice. I'm loving it. Um, yeah, I struggle with the same thing here because being in New York, imagine the right in San Francisco is the same amount. Yeah, God, it's yeah, not hard finding finding a shop. Like you, we heard at the beginning before I started, what I pay for tolls just to get to my shop every day. Oh my God, man. It's like the same thing. I kind of want to own something and work from home because I'm pretty much always at the shop. So like the goal is to eventually work from work from home. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's is there places that are affordable in New York, like upstate or something? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm in New York City, so like upstate New York and New York City, it's like night and day. It's like if I'm already leaving New York City, it just go somewhere that's not New different York. Different reality. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it it ends up being like Pennsylvania or something like that. Upstate New York is not the city. Like Brooklyn, New York is to it. It's like San Francisco, except right. way more way more houses, I guess, and no shit in the streets. Dude, <laughs> yeah, like literally. I'm in Colorado, man. It's freaking nice over here. <laughs> there we I'm go. It's pretty cold I'm though, debating. right? Yeah, it's it's kind of cold. It's warming up. I don't know. Do you have any other places? in mind vegas texas <laughs> yeah I, I told myself yeah, if, if, pretty if, much if, anywhere i just got my first full-time employee like three weeks ago and if i don't if i end the year with employee like with at least one full-time employee still on i'll stay in new york one if employee just happens up, to be your dad <laughs> it doesn't matter it's still full time. it kind of matters that really <laughs> kind of matters no, it, it doesn't it could be at any employee even if it's not my dad just if i have someone on a full-time payroll i can afford it and yeah, financially. i'll stay in new york yeah, but if I if I still can't if I'm still working alone at the end of the year, I'm, next year I might leave New York if I'm working alone. But if I have someone with me full time, I, I I'd I'd stay here. It just getting to the point where consistently. So far, it's been a month of full time employee. The bills have doubled, but I'm still managing. Yeah. Basically, what he's saying is, if I don't move in with him, he's gonna have to move himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably uh, next. If I stay here next year, I'm probably gonna build a second door to my shop and rent out that first section. I got close like twelve hundred dollars to build a, sep- a separate door, so that's not too I, bad. Throw I could rent out that. I, I could rent out that first section for like eight hundred dollars. Dude, that's what I'm doing over here. I'm like Airbnbing my uh, upstairs rooms. Just that's the way to go, right there. Yeah, it's worth it. Mental income, not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, I have like six hundred eighty square feet that I don't use them of my shop, and it's it's already sectioned off, but it doesn't have a separate. Uh, it, that, that's where the entrance is, so I need to make a separate entrance for my section. You're just waiting for section. Elijah to move in. That's all, dude. Yeah. Even if he's moved in, there's plenty of room in my section. Like, I use half of my section. Like, I literally, <laughs> I have 1,700 square feet. I use, like, 800 square feet. Not even. Dang, that's and nice. 800 but... square feet is my, is my main shop. But, like, that's I I, my, I use, like, 600 square feet is where yeah, it's actually you equipment. You don't use that much. Yeah, like, 600 square feet of my 17 is, is actually equipment. But I got I got my living room, my bedroom for, where, like, when I'm here for long days or when we're working in the kitchen. And storage. It's gonna but be like a very just... specific tenant in the other room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone who's uh, into the machine, like someone who doesn't mind noise. 
Yeah. Well, no, it, if if I that's the thing, if I rent it out to someone, this kind of space is not easy to get in New York, like insanely hard. <laughs> that's why I'm in Staten Island, not where I live in Brooklyn. So if True. anyone that's like another cars, a craftsman, a woodworker, yeah, yeah, a craftsman, yeah, 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 I see. It's, yeah. I could easily find someone for eight hundred dollars a month for this place. I I, mm. I did at one point, then I decided not to rent it out. And even yeah, I could get like two more CNCs and still need, not need that for a section. I got so you. It's like, I'm craftsman yeah, wanted. Something. Craftsman yeah. wanted, dude. I want to get their machine. Casual, casual encounters. What? <laughs> I want go. to get machine, man. Are you going to get another uh, machine, Nick? I almost sold mine like a month and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> a, VF2, a VF2 popped up what, oh, on, for a nice. crazy deal. And like I could, I was able to afford the VF2 itself. Then I was like, okay, now I need, if I get that VF2, I need a $3,000 face converter. I need to get someone to install it, another $1,000. Oh, yeah. It's gonna have yeah, to get, yeah. yeah, it's going to have to get moved from Florida, another $2,000. Um, I'm going to need a screw compressor because I could barely run mm-hmm. my 60 gallon uh, worth of sandblast cabinet at the mill. So that means, okay, there's another four grand for a compressor. I'm like, well, yeah. aside from the mill, I, I need like another $12,000. So I'm like, okay, that means I have to sell my machine. My Haas has been running like a tank for four years without breaking ever, and it's just like really good, reliable machine. So I decided not to sell it and just have it buy a machine. I'm ready to just buy a machine and keep this one. Yeah, yeah I know, right? That's smart, I think. Yeah, so I, it's a use. It's 06. So being that old, like Haas's, they, they, there's a lot of lemons out there. And I'm assuming that, that this machine only broke once in that guy, and he well, he fixed what he broke. Um, and I've never broke anything on it. Like it, it's a good, reliable machine. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Best not to fix it if it's doing good. Yeah. So like, if I if I sold this one and bought that new one, and that one could have been a lemon, right. I, I would have been in deep shit. So I was like, eh, it's not better off to wait. But it was it was like twenty four thousand dollars for a two thousand four VF two that was like same machines were up for sale for like thirty grand. Dang, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good deal. I was like, ah, oh, damn, this is horrible timing. Yeah, is there, like, a way to, like, check the, you know, the history of a machine, like a car? That's a good uh, question, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, is your, wait, you bought a new machine or a used machine? I bought a new machine. So mine's used, but, like, when you, you should call, like, your local um, showroom mm. or whatever, and you register your machine with a location. If that machine's registered with a location... They could look up the machine if it was ever fixed. Now, they only know if things you call and they fixed or what parts you ordered for it, but they could look it up by serial number. Yeah. Like my, This machine was used, but it came up with a whole records list because I bought it not from directly from a guy, but I bought it from 520 Machinery. So I bought it from a reseller that had it inspected. Uh, and they, yeah. and they, contact, they gave me the, the contact info for their inspector, and I spoke with that, the inspector guy for like three hours on the phone. And it's not because I would want to speak for three hours. I want, but like he just kept giving me more and more info, hmm. and he's like, "Oh, if you want to put it on a probe, you could do this." That I was like, "Tell me how to do aftermarket mods to it." If I bought it, like things that I wanted to do. Yeah, I guess maybe he gets a cut of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's on their payroll. He travels around essentially on the east side and, and inspecting machines before they buy them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's neat. So it's like used car hmm. inspection. Yeah, like I still have his number. Like if I have any like weird, like if I have like my machine breaks, and I want to try to fix something myself. I could still call the guy. Like he told me to call him if I wanted to put a probe on the machine, which I really want to do. Probe, uh, yeah, it, you like that probe yeah. action going? Uh, but it's expensive for my mill because I have to get Haas to come in because I don't have the proper software. It's uh, I need to update it to the new software. Huh? So it's, it's like eight grand software. 
Oh man, yeah. That's yeah, what... I'm like I paid twenty two grand for my machine, so I'm like eight grand's a lot. But like if I buy a used VF2, I'll pay to, no matter what it costs to get that. Whatever, what a pro. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> See, I saw John to, use one to... of those. Pretty cool. Yeah, John has them on all his machines. I'm so yeah. jealous. Like literally, you it, can it, set it, up just... a Kickstarter for you, Nick. Nick needs a probe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a GoFundMe. <laughs> what kind of probe are we talking here? <laughs> okay, at this point, to get, get to get the Randall Shaw probe, I'll do any probe. Whoa! All right, yeah, get it done. Whoa. I got a no. probe, I, <laughs> I got a probe with my machine because I I heard it would cost a lot more if I got it afterwards. So like, yeah, it would have cost. It's an extra like four grand for them, like three grand for them to come get it done, depending so, on how close they are to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they're oh, close to me. They're only like forty minutes away, so they don't, they charge me the minimum rate to come to my shop. This whole time, Julian's rocking a probe, man. Damn, didn't even know. Yeah, I, I got a know. probe. I had to. My buddy, like, I, I moved over here, and my uh, the guy who was installing the machine was like, oh, yeah, we we installed a machine for another knife maker about a year ago. Uh, you know, you know, so-and-so? So, like, I, like, started talking to that guy. And I kind of I want to know who so-and-so is. <laughs> so-and-so is Nick. Yeah, Nick Swan. It, yeah, I was like, who, who's the oh, last okay. guy who bought a new Haas? I'm like, I think it's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he like he helped me out with figuring out a couple things, you know, and so that worked out well. And oh, that's yeah, cool. He's gonna be in the booth at the show, so it'll be fun. Yeah, this booth is gonna be intense, dude. Yeah, yeah man. You don't have a basic. Mega mini, booth. You got a probe. Damn. A what? You don't have a basic mini mill. You got a probe on there. It's just the basic one with the probe. <laughs> no, I, is that have, like, I, have, I have no options. Like I have the flat rate. Like that's what is that in car talk? Is that is that like <laughs> is that like stage one or stage two? Like what what are we talking about here? That's like, like that's, mini that's mill with like the probes. That, like that's like getting your your uh, Honda Element with the heat with, with and without the heated seats and moonroof. Hell yeah, dude! Gotta <laughs> have like that moonroof. Heated seats in the winter change your life. It's like having a probe when you're machining like lots of different things at once. It changes your life. Dude, I don't even feel like a real machinist. Like, how how do you find like an edge? You know, without I have a... many I have many edge finding devices. Like, let's put it that way, and many indicators. Yeah, that's rough. So many indicators. Uh, I, I get around with it. It works. I have like touch off gauges and stuff. It, it yeah. I do job shot work sometimes, but then like I have like like I get away with I I don't touch many stuff off like G fifty eight. Is my entire master palette. So, like, you know how our art, we have 12 by 16 travels? Yeah. 12 by 12 of the, my travels are this master palette. And then I have a six inch vice right next to it for the remainder of my travels. Like, oh, I'm maxed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what anything that goes in that 12 by 12 is always G58 because it's just touched off when I made that palette. So, I, well, any palette that I have goes on that palette. And I don't, I don't touch my offsets. I just set the Z for the tool. Oh. That, yeah, yeah that's so smart. it has like a it has like 118 dial point. It has like 118. I'm like actually looking at it. It's 118 dial positions and then oh like 200 threader holes. Yeah, hmm. it was. It shouldn't have been that many threader holes and dial positions. Oh. I just like oh, this is infinite. Like limit. Like I was like oh, I could have I could put four different fixtures on here at once, which is nice once in a while because like you're playing Tetris, but like you could throw different fixtures on there at once and do different jobs as long as the tools allow it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I, I, that, that's how I get around not having a probe for like quickness, and then the vice is always G fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. Dang. And I just adjust out my Z with the Heimer. Makes sense. Oh, I'll figure it out. 
You gotta watch out for those probe positions. Those Dell. <laughs> those Dell and probe positions will get you every yeah. time. I'm telling you, man. Doesn't matter what knife you're working on. If that, oh, that probe hits you sideways, you're in trouble. <laughs> and those Haas probes, they come with rear, rear side cameras. Holy. <laughs> yeah, dude. It gets, it gets <laughs> down there. <laughs> From the rear as well? Goddamn. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what the the the, the, the camera does in the probe. Like everyone that has it, I've never seen them use it. It's supposed to sense the the part or something. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. You know, just go by eye. There's a camera like inside the little red jewel part. No, it, when you're at John's shop, the camera that's on the back wall of his machine Who's on the right yeah. side. Oh, EOS cases. Yeah, oh, EOS cases. Yeah. yeah. John Gray, yeah. of course. You don't. Have, your your probe doesn't have a camera system on the back of it. I don't know. Maybe it does. It, I figured it, that the camera in the Haas was just for for location, right? Like it, it yeah, must well, be IR the, with the probe that, or something. That camera in the Haas is part of the probe system. It's yeah. it's, so it's probe in the spindle, okay. probe on the table, and the camera in the back. All right. It's also for the court footage. See, but, like that camera thing. I always just thought it was like an infrared thing that senses where the probe is. It's a sense where the probe is in relative, or, like relative to the part. When I was at the Haas open house, they were using the camera. To find a fixture on the table, and and it'll measure the part, like it measured the fixture for you. Found it and measured it all. Wow. If I have a camera in my machine, I'm gonna go turn it on right now. No, oh, there's a. It, it, I don't. I want to see that because that's <laughs> it's very similar to a body if, cam. You like have a new so <laughs> it it'll show it like on your screen. It'll show you the fixture, and then you'll see the fixture there, and you just pick up a corner on the screen. And the probe will automatically find that corner. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw him do it at the open house, and I was after I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like they literally set up a, all their tool heights and the X Y points in like a minute. Oh my god! So there's... Nick, what was that? What was that machine that we saw at Chacho? That was a Swiss lathe. Like that. Uh -huh. that that's a that's a crazy machine. Well, that's also a big Swiss lathe with like a milling head in it. That, that's like a two hundred thousand dollar machine. Oh, dang. Swiss so it's it's very specialized. It's it's a usually you don't see the machine just like it was at Shot Show. You would see that machine with like a twelve foot bar feeder next to it, and you would come in Monday morning, turn that machine on, and, and don't touch it for like five days, and it'll pump out like thousands of screws for you. Oh, that's convenient. That's way to go. Yeah, that's a it's a serious machine. Yeah, I want to go to some of those shows like the IMTS and. I'm uh, definitely doing IMTS. I missed it twice. I, it just sucks that it's by it's by yearly. Oh, is it? Yeah, I haven't yes. been to it, but I really want to go because it looks freaking awesome. Is that the one in Chicago? Which one is that? It's the one in Chicago, but yeah. I, did they okay. do it this year? Well, did it pass already? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did it. So uh, that means it won't happen for another two years. Oh, there you go. That's the one. Yeah, I, I really want to do that. <laughs> Everyone tells me when they go, they say it's like, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, I've seen YouTube videos. It, yeah, it's like four buildings, and they're, it's not like SHOT Show. It's actually categorized, so it's easier. It's actually easy you, to navigate. That's where you see the uh, the 10 and 20 place. axis mills, right? Uh, yeah, that's where, there was like the famously, there was like a, a steel bull this year that everyone kept posting pictures of, and it was like a completely yeah, 3D machined bull. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. Uh, that was super cool. Mm -hmm. no, there's machines there that they freaking have inside, entire cars like inside of. It's like, yeah, there's machines that have hallway. There's one of the machines that are there this year had a hallway inside of the machine. That's that, what the, you need. The hallway accesses the electrical panel. 
<laughs> I was like, what the hell? You're literally walking down a hallway in the side of this machine, and at the end of the hallway is an electrical panel. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's that cool. show definitely multi-million dollar boots. Are those like much. concept machines, or does, do, people, do companies actually use those? No, that's people go there to buy that machine at the show oh. and get a yeah. later. They inspect like, them there. And look, this, is this what I need? Cool. They see it in person, and then they, they place their orders. That's why that show costs millions of dollars, man. It's just to be on the main floor. Yeah, for when you need to machine a uh, a car body out of a solid brick of aluminum. <laughs> That's right. T six T six Volkswagen Beetle. No problem. <laughs> Lots of three D machining. It's all set. Oh my god, my mom just got a Volkswagen Beetle instead of like the GTI. I'm so oh pissed. <laughs> Go with that GTI, dude. Need that speed. That's what you need. Yeah, she's like, I like the Beetle. I'm like, oh, no. Did she get it in standard anyway? Jeez. I don't know. She's back in college. The old school ones are pretty sweet. Yeah, but those new Beetles, I hear they're like not reliable as hell. Oh, really? See? Damn. What are those? Are those must be running. What engine is that in there? It's like a little. Know. It's like a hamster wheel. Leader? Yeah, like, I don't know what's in that. It's water yeah. water cooled. Water-cooled so, hamster wheel. The two-cycle hamster wheel, basically? All right, I dig that. <laughs> Designed by Hitler. <laughs> That's right. That's true. The people's um, car. Speaking of shows, so, what uh, so what do you got on the books for shows this year, Julian? You, you're doing docket. doing doing Blade Show. That's just the beginning of the show schedule for, for some of us. What, yeah, we got what seven else more got? shows this year. <laughs> Dude, so, like, I'm going to do Vegas, uh, The Gathering, so I'll come and see you at... Nice. Be over at the shop for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just doing that one. I was thinking about going to the Kentucky one because a lot of these Colorado it. guys go there. Um, they're they're all got, there. It, it's an awesome show. It's fun. It's just it's essentially three days of drinking and then you work for four hours while drunk because it's at night. Go. So all the yeah, makers really are drunk. Yeah, it's just a really quick little show. It sounds like yeah. a good time. Yeah. And there may or may not be a fire drill. May or may not. Oh, I forgot about that fire. Yeah, actually, I did until you just said that. I, I was like in the middle of like a sale, like money on the table, and like fire drill. I'm like, oh, I have to pack all this up. <laughs> I what think it was the first. It never happened before ever. Yeah, yeah so yeah. We, we were at the Kentucky show this past year, and then like basically in the middle of the show, like the one of the high points, there was a fire drill. Like yeah, so fire alarms fire alarm. went off. Oh, and the entire show the had to building. evacuate, but no one was gonna leave like a million dollars in knives sitting on the table. So all the knife makers like scrambling around to like pick up their stuff. Oh my god! So what happened? Did they resume the show afterwards or anything? Yeah, they resumed the show after, but like it was like thirty minutes later. But... It, it depends on what it was a, like. Depending on who, but like, and I was in the middle of working with a dealer and the customer. Cash on table, checks are being signed, products are laid out for each person. <laughs> And then, like, I had to just throw all the products in my in my be- in my box and the cash and the check, and I'm like, I had to oh, meet yeah. up with everybody after and figure this out. Yeah. And it was it was a, it was a whole it was a shit show when that happened. But it's, it is a it's a fun show. It was it was my first year and I had I had a blast. Yeah, I got Elijah Jeremiah to go to that. I went yeah. two years ago as my first year, and this last past one because dealers got more known about it and other people got start to know more about it. It's a whole different show. Like just. Compared to last year and this year, it it was an entirely yeah. different show. See, like I'm wondering how it'll be for Bally's, you know. Uh, well, if you're like the question. only person there, then you're gonna sell out very quickly. You're gonna probably. sell out. To, I'll put it this way: you're probably yeah. gonna sell out to just dealers. I'll buy them. None of those guys. I no, <laughs> just none of those guys that I see at that show ever have Bally songs. Right. Chuck, uh, Chuck is the only one. Chuck brings Bally's to that show, and that's that's pretty much it. Oh, really? That's right. Yeah. 
I don't I don't think I saw anybody else there because I I bought what Chuck had and then uh, yeah, no, Chuck didn't bring them last year. This year he brought some battle songs. Yeah, I think it's like the got, smallest. But half the guys there aren't even to buy knives. Half the guys there are the craft brew junkie guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun dichotomy. I liked that. I, like I didn't even do that well at the show. I just had a great time. Like it was just yeah, fun. Guys I bring beer opening items like your bottle openers. I'd bring that stuff there. Yeah, that actually like probably pretty well. Half the guys are beer junkie guys. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's, it's a very like a, different more of a kind of get show. together than a show. Yeah, it's right, right. So, what other shows are you guys looking out for? Those are the only two that are Blade on my list. All of them. Yeah, yeah Blade West, really all of them. California, yeah. Vegas, Paris, uh, Northwest Handbuilt Invitational. Mm. Uh, too. That, that would be fun. California was insane. Like this last time. Um, yeah. California was pretty was a pretty crazy show. A recon one, I gotta say, they did a great job with that. Yeah, the lineup was wild. I want to go to that one next year, probably. So they on Friday they have like their own thing, and then on Saturday it's totally different because nobody from Friday shows up, really. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh, so yeah. and Rexford yeah. guys like that really just do Friday night. So a, a lot of the a lot of those those um I don't know what you Maybe call hitters. them. Yeah, heavy hitters like the upper one percent or something. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> Calm down. like they uh, they they show up for Friday and then they're out of there. Um, I mean, they might be some of them might physically be there, but they don't have any product yeah. or, or knives. The Friday night uh, blade affair, I think is yeah. what's called. FBF, FBAF, F, fulfilled by something. Are you now? Are you going to do Blade West again this year? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really looked at it. Um, I should. should a lot of people, are, a lot of people are like, yo, come to Blade West again. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But I don't know. I haven't looked at the timeline for, because if I do Blade and then Vegas and then when's Blade West? Oh, I, oh trust me. It, it's it gets crazy. Like, yeah, uh, well, no, uh, Vegas and them are fine. But like, so how for them, for Jeremiah and Elijah, things are different. But me as a maker, got to prep. So essentially, yeah. I'm flying to California. But I have to bring knives for two shows. So I'm flying to California for five days, and right right from California, I'm flying to Portland for Blade West. Yeah, so October 25th and 27th in California, and Blade Show West is November 1st and 3rd. So it's like... Yeah, like then, I come, I come, then I come home, yeah. and the New York Knife Show is the following week. Thankfully, oh, it's yeah. in my hometown, so I don't have to travel. Yeah, New York so, Custom Knife Show, November 22nd and 23rd. And then, oh, and then you 10 don't days show after that, that uh, well... I still have to do things and make knives for dealers yeah. and stuff like that. I still have to make pro- more product within a week. Uh, but then 10 days after that is Kentucky. And then after that, I have a table. So I need product, a lot of product again. So like, it's like four shows within a month in all different states. Yeah. Dude, that's fun times. Crazy. It's crazy. I, I, it sounds like know, tons of fun. I'm, it sounds like tons I'm a, of fun. Sure. I'm, yeah, it's going to be tons oh, yeah. of fun. Like, no sleep. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, every it's, time I look at that schedule, I want to kill myself. Like, yeah, it's different. It's different from Nick as a maker, and 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 like the one man show. It's yeah. literally my job to go, and uh, and Elijah. I mean, it, it is good. It's good. It's good to go to show as many shows as possible. As a maker, totally. you sort of have to pick and choose. You know, the ones yeah. the shows that you like the best. I'll tell you uh, what, I'll going to every show it. is definitely. It's like very valuable because you under you start to understand and know how things run. Right, right. Like that's the that's what I get out of it the most. Like just the knowledge of how things work. Right. Yeah, yeah and to have those good times instead of just always working. 
Well, that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just do them for vacations <laughs> in reality this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you got to prep all year just for the shows, kind of. And then there's the people online that are like, yo, you don't make anything other than the shows? Like, what's the deal? And Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I've always had this rule that I wanted to implement. It's six, It's been six years, and I still haven't implemented it. It's like every time life things. I make, I, I'm put aside for the show. Every time? And like, yeah. Not a bad idea, actually. No, it's well, a great based idea. Based on the shows I'm doing this year, it should be like every huh. fourth or fifth life I make. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. For this show? Hmm. Well, because now with this new schedule? Well, before this before this past year, I've only done Blade in New York and uh, Kentucky. So now, like, this this year, it was Vegas, New York, Portland, California, Portland again, Vegas again, Kentucky, Georgia, so, like, Paris. you are doing the Northwest Handbill Invitational? No, but we went to Portland twice. This, we're doing Portland. You guys do Portland three times this year. I've done Portland twice. It's true. Yeah. It's made well, so I, I have, even if I'm leaving somewhere for oh. not... Portland was work later. It wasn't the show, but I still have to make product to cover that week. I'm not at work, man. So I have to work double time the week prior. I forgot we already went to Portland once this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've, it's been six years, and I still haven't implemented this rule. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's always next, there's always next year. I like had like five knives saved up for Blade Show, and I sold like all of them already. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that's, that's fine. <laughs> I have to go to the safe and no one touches it. Yeah, I d- usually ten days before every show, I take. A lot of energy drinks, and I don't and I don't sleep. Like I'll I'll work thirty six hour shifts and just sleep every other day, and yeah. then I'll, I'll be zombified like zombified the first day of the show, and then I'm fine the next following this. That's crazy, dude. I can't handle all of that. I gotta like you know keep somewhat okay. regularity, or else I'll go crazy. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do now is keep regularity. But like Elijah and Jeremiah have seen me crank for a show. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. Things are going flying. Cursors are shit's getting kicked around. When, when we went to Kentucky, that's what happened. We were like all crashed on the floor, and you were just like tripping, like screaming all night. <laughs> I don't think I, I saw Elijah was sleeping in the bedroom. Jeremiah's spot. on the couch, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm running between grinding room and CNC and workbench, and like they're going to bed, waking up. I'm still running back and forth. They're going to bed again. I'm still running back and forth. Good story. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You you start managing it, but yeah, it's starting to wear down on me. It, it's not it, it, being young won't last forever. Being able to do that. So all right, so Julian, what's your total blade show loadout? You said you wanted to bring fifteen folders. How many? Geez, how how many? Uh, I mean, well, you're bringing like a lot of knives. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna like me and Joe are just cranking on these monarchs right now. So <clears throat> we started. So he works with you in the shop. On Fridays, yeah, he comes over on Fridays. He has a full time job, and so and two kids. He has like a newborn uh, daughter, so oh, he's wow. always taking I'm, care of the family. Nobody needs those. <laughs> nobody needs them. It's also about the job. I know. Um, I know. He's, he's just he's like, man, I'm gonna try to quit as soon as possible. Hopefully after Blade Show, so we'll see. Oh wow. Like, yeah, so we might get another machine together or something like that, and. Yeah, just try to keep growing the thing. I mean, that's that's legit. I mean, especially if if you have um, you know, if the demand is there, build while it is available. Get it done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking those 15 folders. I have this new version of my emissary that has some overlays that I'm still tweaking the design, but I hope to bring like five of those, but I might not bring any of them, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, 
and then monarchs we're gonna have like a good load of monarchs to to sell because those are like seem like what people are really after right now so that's sick yeah yeah and then i'll have that collab with brian efros um he's a really cool colorado maker and yeah yeah we went axe throwing the other day for his birthday it was yeah i saw that pretty awesome everyone's together yeah yeah and then like that video went viral after of the girl throwing the axe and it like bouncing back over her head wait was that what you guys no no that was like oh, okay i saw that I was like, oh wait, wow what? okay yeah yeah i didn't see that it was pretty crazy i was surprised yeah. that they actually allow that i know i know it's like yeah. the insurance must be insane I'm sure you just well, sign I, a waiver. I've done it says, many times. There's it. one by my house, but I've never seen anyone just throw it at the floor. Yeah. yeah no, she... like they shrug their treats you like you're a child, and like, look, if you if you do any of the things I said don't do, you're just a dumbass. At least they shrug their I usually get. Like she's like, if you do anything that I said not to do, you're a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. With beers involved, and it's just crazy. Yeah, they yeah, serve liquor there too. Well, they serve beer and wine, not like hard liquor, but still. Yeah, they cut you off at three beers too, so. Oh, okay, that that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know where I'm at. I know that. Yeah, Hard liquor and no limit. Yay! <laughs> like, here's the hatchet. Have a great time, guys. Like, whoa. So, yeah. are you gonna join? You're gonna be at the uh, the Blade Show Bally contest this year. You gonna check that out? Definitely. That's I'm gonna be checking it out and hopefully seeing some of my ballys in there. You know. Um, oh, for yeah. sure there will be. I'm not gonna I'm actually. Be yeah, I've never seen it. I'm probably gonna check it out this year. It seems to be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, the Valley I don't know where fun. it's at. I know about it. It's a big thing, but I never actually see it anywhere. Yeah, or like... it's out, like outside in the parking lot, right, Jer? It's uh, it was a couple years ago. There's usually a good circle of guys right out front, um, and they're usually flipping there pretty much like all weekend. And then I think the actual Valley Comp last year was a. Uh, I just saw Dave. I was hanging out with Dave um, outside the second room in that weird concourse area. That that might have been where they had it. I think they had to technically have it outside the Galleria. I'm not. I don't. I don't remember exactly. Have you been I, want, I, want, I, I, know, I know a lot of people don't like is it like it, so that's yeah. why I know they kept moving it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, somebody, a lot of people in the, in the actual knife community hate the Bally community. I think yeah. it was last year. Somebody sliced their hand open like big time. It, it was a kid. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> It happens, you know. That's there's the Balson kid that comes by me, like butterfly flipper kid, something like that. I don't Valley like Flipper. Valley Valley Flipper kid? Yeah. Isn't his something name like... no, his 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 handle is like Valley Flipper. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. He's a young kid, but like he comes by my shop all the time. He's local, but he's like has like six thousand followers. He's known in the community. And like he tells me at shows like everyone like looks at like they get everyone looks at them odd and like curses them out <laughs> and tells them to get out of here. He's like, yeah. he, he was at Blade Show last year, and he's like, a guy walked by and he said, I swear to God, kid, if that hits me, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm like, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. It sounds a lot like skating. Like, they don't want skateboarders to be in Yeah, that's, that's why it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. that people are like that. It's the same community. It's a knife. A knife is a knife is a knife, you know? I agree, I man. Like, it's just this weird divide right now, but I think it's merging slowly because ballys are awesome man i used to only be about folders and I, I had this dream to make a folder eventually and then when it came down to it i started playing with both of them and it's like yo i want to make a bally <laughs> yeah i mean i i gotta i do have to give lucas credit where, where it's due man like the squid got got that uh got that rolling really hardcore last year at blade like 
kids and guys were walking around everywhere. I mean, you saw it in Portland uh, too. Same thing. Like, there's just a huge, a huge crew around Lucas at, at the shows. Yeah. yeah. You know. Dude, he just sent me like 200 blades that I have to put chamfers on. I'm like, oh my god. Oh damn. Do you have All to right. put chamfers on? What the hell? I'm just gonna put chamfers on some blades for him, like just the spine, so that they're like kind of crowned, you know. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just a little job for him, and it's like 200 of them. I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be boring as hell. But... <laughs> it's not a, it's not an amazingly interesting op. That's for sure. <laughs> just set him up in the mill. Get a corner rounder. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I'm used to making like a couple of one thing and a couple of another thing, you know, and like making it sort of from one to the other. But so this whole production idea is crazy. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, it's the first time you've done runs like that? Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's interesting. It gets boring. Like I just did a 300 piece scalpel run for someone and. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I, I do like I do job shop work now. I don't do as much job shop work as I used to, but usually a, a job's like two or three hundred pieces or something. And it, it it's like you get the parts in from orders or whatever. It's like oh, that's way more than I expected. It's always way more. Yeah. And you start doing it halfway through, you get bored. But then like when you're at the like the last like twenty out of three hundred, like you look at the table and there's a shit ton of product, and it's like pretty. It's pretty rewarding once you're done. If I had, like, another machine that I could run, you know, my own stuff on, then that would be cool. I could just have them running, but it's, like, that would, like this is going to take, like, three days or something, you know? Yeah. I'm just always being at the machine, so we'll see. Just cranking it and crushing it, man. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, the nice done. thing with the job shop, work the side, your shop stuff, something like that, where just you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. If you really wanted to, you could just work in late, like extended shift, and like just get it done and get paid. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. part about that kind of stuff. Like when it's like, okay, this is a job shop thing. It's not a product for me. It's for someone else. But there's a lot of them. It's repeatable, and I'll just work stupid shifts and get it done. Yeah, just like watch a movie while you're pressing the button. <laughs> oh, dude, I got two TVs here at the shop. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. I got one in the bedroom area, and I got one right by the house. Like, oh, like I guess I'm working overnight tonight, but like I don't want to do handwork if I'm doing an overnight shift. I'll just run to the house and watch Netflix. Yeah, tricks of the trade, huh? Mm-hmm. Telling you, that's custom as shop hell. TVs are, shop TVs are a must. <laughs> shop TVs and shop whiskey. Uh, the whiskey's uh, that's that's a standard every shop. Yeah, yeah. have it. Anton's. You're not doing whiskey in the tub. You're not doing Vegas right. That's right. Somebody said that one time. I think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, that's you, dude. I know. I started laughing. I was like, huh? Dude, dude. Yeah, bro, that's you. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Someone put oh, that up to me also like a week ago. That video? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty funny, man. You're like barefoot in a tub. Like well, I thought it was on the story. One of you two posted it, and so yeah, someone, not me, Elijah did. Someone DM'd it to me a week ago. It's like, what is, is, is it's on my personal Instagram. <laughs> it's posted to my personal Instagram. Personal one? How's that? <laughs> Nick doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. I haven't even seen that one. Yeah, I gotta check that out. There <laughs> later. You check it out. We'll see, we'll see Nick in a bathtub. It's a, it's a modest. Whiskey. A modest shout out. 
unless you want to see that. Hey, so what's the what's the prospectus of this podcast, you guys? Like, how's it all going? Like, I don't know it's it's fun to do, and I mean it's it's a good excuse to like hang out with people and, and talk trash. So you know, and it's it's good for everybody involved, kind of thing to open sure. up the eyes to new makers or just perspectives. <laughs> Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about the knives that are out now. We just want to talk to makers and see how their stories and how they started. Because yeah. I, like, as a maker, I still find that interesting. When I go to shows, it's like the first thing I think, like, how, what got you into knives? Because you talk to anyone who's not into knives, and it's always like, wait, what the hell do you do? Yeah, is, is, is that is that a, is that a real profession? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I do it. I guess. I guess it's real. Yeah, man. It gets rough if if you're not doing something you love for sure. Are you guys like you guys don't have jobs or anything, do you? Other than I know Jeremiah. You work at the shop, but oh, dude, I've been, been full time. Yeah, this is our job. Five six years. Wow, nice. Oh yeah, yeah life is also full time. Yep. Yeah. Full-time yeah. Cad man. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I did it three years while I was in school, and then I was like, eh, let's, let's give it a try, and it's been five to six full time. Hell yeah! Where, you so did you go to school for something related as well? No, I was in. I I started this when I was in. I, I, uh, in high school, I think like tenth grade. Wow! Uh, I did it as a hobby, and then, like my first year in college, I was like, ugh, like I just didn't want to learn. I, I spent all my time like learning how to do stuff with my hands. It's just that's what I did. Yeah. Like, I just want to work with my hands, so I was pretty much researching knives and how to build knives. Read everything. Like in school, I was reading every single USN forum and how to make my knives better. Yeah. When the USN was a bigger thing, like before Instagram. There was a lot of info on the USN, like a lot, and I went through every like every page I could find. Anything that I didn't read, I tried to find just any any info. Right, Seven yeah. ways how to set a lock, just see how people did it, and then tried all those methods. Yeah, I, people... I ground about a hundred knives before I finished one. Just all the different methods, I was just trying them out. Whoa, dude! Yeah, oh, I had this little. I had like a pry bar that I made into a knife. I just put a knife blade on the end of it, or a bunch of different blade shapes, and I probably made a hundred of those, and I just sold them all. It was nice. It's that EDC, man. It's it's serious business. It is. Now, wait, wait, you you joined with Instagram was already a thing, right? So you just post on Instagram. Yeah, I like started my thing in 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's been like three or four years. Because I was thinking about that recently. I was trying to remember how I got my first sales because I was before the age of Instagram. And I was, it was just USN and Blade Forums the in the New York, yeah, the New York Knife Show. So I was thinking about it recently. I was like, how did I get my first sales? And I just could I, I don't remember. It's, it's been nine years, like nine, ten years. <laughs> I just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't remember how I sold my first knives. Like, I don't remember, like, I didn't have a page on USN because it was like $600 a year. And I was uh, like 15 years old and I couldn't afford it. Yeah. I was like, I just, I, I remember my first customer was a local knife collector. And so was my second. But I don't remember a sale like three to ten, and then like hmm. after like after about fifteen folders, Instagram came out, and that 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 took off for me. But like the first like twenty fixed blades I made, I don't remember who the hell I sold them to, and I just remember my first like three folder sales. But besides, I don't even like I don't remember how people sold knives besides the forums before. Yeah, shows. Yeah, mostly shows and USN, I guess. Yeah, but I was I only did the New York show, so people met me there at the New York show and then USN. But I, it's still USN. If you didn't have your own page, you didn't really have somewhere to sell and post your stuff. If it was like your own your own work, yeah, yeah, yeah. USN, there's there's always yeah, uh, you gotta pay dues. I mean, like actually 
financially pay dues to, to be able to, to sell shit on there. So that's like, uh, no, that, that's, that's if you had that account, you could sell knives and buy knives. But like if it was a knife right. you made yourself, you couldn't really sell it with that account. You have to have a page. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought the, I thought that fee covered any sales of your own stuff. That there was, was a, there was a different, stuff? there was a different fee for knife makers. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then, um, I never understood it myself. Yeah, I like was, looked into was, that USN when I was, was doing hard, knuckles. Yeah, it was, USN was a it, it was, was a whole thing. So it was a forum. So if you if you were into the age of forums, and I was in the, I was a car, car forums back then, and computers. I still a lot of computer work and car work, and even before I had a car. But so I, the forums was a little easy for me to figure out because I was on multiple ones. But it was still a whole thing to navigate through. Does anybody like still keep up with USN anymore? Really? I got on yesterday, actually, on the USN really? forums, and like the same few guys that were known in the community, like on the Steel Dust Junkies forum, who like answered all mostly all the questions, they're still there answering all the questions. Huh. And I've been on USN like five years, and like Don Hansen, um, from the Fixed Blade Kitchen guy, um, there's two other guys that I'm blanking right now, but I was on there the other day. Like info is not the same. The info, people asking questions aren't the same people. It's like casuals who saw YouTube videos like, oh, I want to make a knife in my garage, this and that. Like back then it was like knife makers talking to other makers and like people who are trying to actually become a knife maker would ask questions there. Now it's like, oh, what's the difference between S30V and M390 and stuff like that? Mm. So like Jersey Devil, that was kind of. I never got on there. That that was like ballast songs. I did for like a second. And then Blade Forums and the USN, but yeah, I never liked the forum format. Yeah, I, I'm kind of dyslexic. I can't really read that well, so I never just understood it, like how you search stuff and then like like feeds, and I just didn't get it. Like, yeah, that's why I like Jersey Devils for that, and then also Jersey Devils, I guess because of the name. But I was I went to their get-togethers because they're by me. Yeah, but uh, I would miss most of them because I guess the name, my email always count their emails as spam. So I'd miss oh. all their notifications for get-togethers and shit all the time. Yeah, they're definitely. I think Jersey Devil. There was a pretty large flipping community on there. Um, a, a lot of a lot yep. of guys got on there, especially especially early on. I know I talked to uh, Les Voorhees about that, and he was huge huge uh, presence on on the early days of Jersey Devil. You know, and Matt too. Those guys, obviously. Forums are are definitely a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was more of a necessity than it perhaps is now. Not that it's obsolete. It just it probably would have taken already being addicted to something like that to continue. I think that um, Instagram and Facebook have just made things like a lot easier to consume and, and to go over and find what you're looking for and, and also to contribute pretty much anything. Pic- pictures or, or content or advice. It's an easy platform to have on your phone opposed to having um, like Tapatalk or whatever that app is that translates forums, which is I find to be terrible. It's really hard to use. Yeah, I tried to use that for like two seconds and was like, screw this. The same way. <laughs> same yeah, way. nah. Like, nah. Like Reddit is yeah, Julian, are you uh, are you active on the on the Bally Song Reddit page? Like that's there's a lot of people on there. I'm not, no. That's like another one of those things where it's like you have to commit like just like Instagram, like, all right, here's three hours of my day right there, but there's, there's are, a lot are of you still on, on it? Because me and you both tried to get on it. I, I got on there a little bit, but then I was like just so much stuff going on and I once again it's mostly kids, so it's like a lot of like I need to get back on there. Conversations when, when... I didn't want to initiate. <laughs> When Kyle, Kyle and I were doing the the serpent drop, I was on there like once a day, and then I was following up with people about their thoughts on the serpent 
and I kind of like you know it's just there's only so much time so like sort of sort of after that I tuned out a little bit but I I do need to get back on there because it was cool to talk with people and and see their thoughts on on the serpent and sort of what they thought and and how it handled and and the afterthoughts of it yeah it's all with the ballet songs it's all about how they how they perform you know and people are more than willing to give you every every little bit of of uh, of advice or or, or, um, or their thoughts on the knife for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, there's some really picky people in the community, and they keep you on your feet for sure. Yep. Yeah, you gotta sort of, you know, I mean, you gotta listen. You gotta figure out how much to filter and, and how much to listen to. Because you're never going to make everybody happy, just like everything else. It's, right. There's always going to be somebody who wants it a little heavier, a little lighter, you know. But That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you know. But, I mean, it, some some critical perspectives are, you know, are important and, and good to, to listen to, you know, especially from some of the, the more experienced guys, the guys that have, you know, thousands and thousands of hours in flipping, you know. Sometimes the, the things they say are definitely parking a, a little more uh, weight yeah, see, that's why I'm like kind of interested in Facebook more because people seem to, even in the ballet community, it seems like people take their time to make a good review or, you know, really, really uh, get to the nitty gritty of a knife. So yeah, I mean for sure it it'll be so much fun at, at Blades this year. I'm sure you you have a bunch of people you know have you show around, but uh, but we'll we'll be kicking around for sure, and it'd be good to catch up because. Man, Blade shows it. It is overwhelming, but especially for for valleys or, or for whatever. Man, there's there's so much, so much feedback and and so much cool conversations to be had there with, with customers and collectors and you know and other makers as well. Obviously, Julian, is there anything we we haven't talked about that you wanted to that you wanted to talk about? Any new shit in the plans? Um, what fold are you making for the show? Yeah, we got through we got through the most of it. I'd say. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna be ready to, uh, you know, knock out these two shows, and me and my buddy Joe are hopefully gonna be working together more, and you know, just trying to grow things. I kind of want to start hiring people, and maybe get get a little warehouse or something. That'd be really cool. Uh, it's just kind of rough, like. Nick, I'm sure you know, like, when there's no one around, it's like you're just working constantly. Oh, dude, I'm on the phone with other knife makers three-quarters of my work day. Right? If, I'm not, if yeah. I'm not grinding a blade, I'm on the phone with someone. If you want to grind the blade, I, I, I'm not on the phone with anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, you you guys lonely. You probably have windows. I don't even have windows in my shop, so, like, I'll go in here in the morning, and I'll come outside for a breather, and, like, the sun's down, I'm like, fuck, it's been the whole day. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's, like, the roughest part for me. Like, I've... I don't know. I've never been the most social dude, but it's like, well, now that there's no one around, it's like, oh, damn, I I need to, like, get something going where there's, like, a community warehouse or something. That'd be really cool, so. Sure. I, I, like, I have, like, I'm space for, like, seven more Haas mini mills in here. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be real cool. Pack them in there. Get those machines cranking. Yeah. Good yeah. times, man. Good times. All right, well, uh, Julian, tell the tell the fine folks at home uh, all the pertinent details. Where where can we find you on the internet? All right, so my main platform is Instagram at jk two underscores design. Yeah, that's where I mainly you know I'm active on DMs for the most part. Uh, 
unless I get overwhelmed, then I might take a little time off. But DMs are really good. I got my email and my Instagram. Um, I'm trying to grow my Facebook group, which is just JK Gear Group. Um, it's a closed group. If you if you want to join, I'll add you for sure. Um, lottery that lottery details are all on JKDesign.us. So. That's about it for now. Other than that, I'll see you at Blade in Vegas. That's if you really want some, that's where you're gonna get it. Right on. Come to Blade, everybody. Yeah, yeah, come come see Julian. Check out check out his awesome stuff, man. Awesome knives, good gear, good people, good times. Good times. <clears throat> yeah. All so right. Look forward to seeing all of you guys there too. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, it's it's gonna be a blast. Right on. Thanks so much for coming on. We're gonna wrap up another. Awesome episode of Bladeology here, and I'll start with Jeremiah out. Nick Trooper out. Elijah out. JK out. Thanks, you guys. Absolutely. Thank you for coming you, on. Man. No doubt. This is Nick Trooper, and you can find me at NCC Knives at Instagram, nccknives.com, and nccknives at yahoo.com. This is Elijah Isham. You can find me on my Instagram at Isham Works, and on my personal Instagram at this is Jeremiah Burbank. You can find me on Instagram at my day job at pvk.vegas and my personal Instagram, pvkjer, also on the Instagram, Instagram.